representing it here tonight. Hold on, hold on. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Topic Tuesday. Oh my God, this week has gone by so fast. I feel like I make Topic Tuesdays, I upload these podcasts, and then when I blink, it's time for another one. And I'm just like, damn, where does the time really go? Like, it was just Tuesday, like yesterday, or at least that's what it feels like to me. I don't know if y'all week kind of flies by like that, but with everything I got going on, it just seems like I blink and it's time for Topic Tuesday again. But you guys know I absolutely don't mind because I love chatting it up with you guys. And the topics that were submitted this week, once again, absolutely mind-blowing. So we definitely don't have any time to waste. So... I'm just going to go ahead and do this one off top. I'm just going to go ahead and get it out the way. Because when it was sent to me, it sent my blood through the roof. I was like, this can't be real. This absolutely cannot be a real life situation. But it indeed is a real life situation. Okay, so let me break it down to you, right? So we have a young lady being a bomb ass girlfriend, right? She's doing her man's laundry putting up his clothes, and while she's in the midst of doing his laundry, a pregnancy test falls out. Not only does a pregnancy test fall out, but the pregnancy test is positive. Not only is the pregnancy test positive, the pregnancy test is not hers, as she is incapable of getting pregnant, which when I touch on that a little bit later, we all are going to band together and try and roll up and be his ass. You know what I'm saying? So basically, she... Puts the pregnancy test on the counter, waits for him to come home. Of course, he sees the pregnancy test and he flips out. So what do, what do men do when you catch them in some bullshit? They turn the tables, right? So instead of him humbling himself and bracing for cover, because if it was me, he would already be on, on the phone with 911. Like, listen, I'm, I'm going to need some paramedics. I don't think I'm going to make it. But she must be a different type of chick or whatever. So, instead of him bracing himself and humbling the fuck up and simmering the fuck down, he spazzes out on her. He spazzes out on her and says, you shouldn't have been going through my shit. That's what the fuck you get. Blah, blah, blah. Just acting like a complete asshole. He grabs what he could, storms out of the house, right? And then, I guess probably goes back to the pregnant, pregnant chick's house. In the midst of all that... She naturally is upset, so she tries to reach out to him and basically asking him, why would you do this to me? I was the best possible girlfriend you could possibly ask for. Why would you do this to me? What did I do wrong? I gave you everything you wanted, everything you needed. And this motherfucker, this motherfucker responds back and says, you're worthless. At least she could get pregnant. You ain't shit. You ain't been shit. I don't know why I stuck around this long. Like that type of stuff is what he responded back to her. 
Of course, she's pouring her heart out in the text messages. Like, I can't believe you did this. I gave you everything. And he's degrading the fuck out of her. You couldn't get pregnant, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So, I just had to push my phone away from me. Because I don't even know who this man is, but I was ready to find him. You know what I'm saying? Like, what type of low-life piece of shit do you have to be to not only cheat, get someone else pregnant, get caught, don't even offer up, not even so much as an apology, and then throw it in this woman's face that she could not get pregnant, so this is what she deserved. What in the fuck boy universe is going on around here? Uh, you know what? Let me go to the comments. Let me go to the comments. Let me read what some of you had to say because I already know I can go off for an hour cussing his ass out and I don't even know who the fuck he is, but I would just hope the universe would land this podcast in his, mm, my, my mouth. Yeah, I'm gonna mind my mouth because my mouth can be pretty foul. <laughs> so some of the comments said, it's sad that he will never see his son but maybe they can meet with meet up with each other in the afterlife. So Shonda basically said, you know what? You're not even going to get to meet this kid. Whoever this woman is that's pregnant with your son, you're not even going to get to see him. You'll see him in the afterlife. That's, that's the best I can do for you. Uh, let's see. Onika, bruh, this pissed me all the way the fuck off. Someone needs to fuck him up. Absolutely agree. Uh, let's see. Diana, I'm more concerned with her mental state. You know what? After something like this, this honestly, this is traumatizing, right? So Diana does have a great point, And she actually works in this line of uh, business where, you know, that's what she has to. Her first thought is what, what state of mind is she in, right? I don't know. Like, what... What fucking state of mind would you be in, right? For me, I'm the first 48 type of chick, but somebody who maybe is already sensitive, maybe already fragile, maybe, um, you know, just doesn't have that type of aggression in them, but their heart breaks, you know, they're easy heartbreakers so something like this could completely rip them the fuck apart. I don't know. That's kind of scary because she did nothing wrong. So if she's one of those women that will internalize this, you have to wonder what is her mental state? Where is she at with this? Because this is devastating. And the things he texts her afterwards, I mean, depending on the type of chick she is, she may not be able to cope with that. You know what I mean? Uh, Let's see what the rest of you had to say. Uh, Ashley, death is the only outcome. Um, D, my heart hurts for her. Uh, Mickey, the way me and my homegirls are set up, we rolling up, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, this is just a all, all in all out sad situation. And it just shows how, how hurtful individuals can be, right? Not just men, women can be hurtful as well. How irresponsible with someone's heart people can be. Um, And the fact that he couldn't even offer up an explanation or an apology, didn't even attempt to make it right. Just kind of was like, fuck you, you couldn't get the job done, peace out. Like, 
yeah, no. Yeah, I'm going to move on before I incriminate myself with what I would have fucking did. Uh, the next topic. A man can work for 10 years with an unemployed wife and still be happy. But a woman will work five days and the whole community will know that her man is unemployed. Do you agree? Okay, so, hmm. All right, so if we go back a few decades <laughs> where the man was the head of the household and the woman stayed home. She took care of the kids. She bared the kids. Uh, she cooked, she cleaned, and she made sure supper was on the table when he got home. That was kind of the way things were uh, in order back then. That's how we were all, con not we, that's how they were conditioned back then, right? That was the order of things. But as time has changed, we all know that the order of the household has switched up a bit, right? So we have single Single uh, parent home, single woman, single dad, right? We have uh, people in the household together, couples in the household together, whether married, or in a relationship, dating, whatever. We have two two grown folks under one roof and they opted to do the 50-50 option, right? You take half of the bills, I take the other half of the bills and we split it, uh, you know, right down the middle. Or we have the dynamic where... Let's say the the man of the house says, hey, I'm going to pay the mortgage. I'm going to pay the car notes. You're going to be responsible for the car insurance, uh, the cell phones, the food, you know, whatever. So the woman splits up the odd bills and the man takes the majority of the bills. Then you have the situation where, okay, we had our plan in motion, right? But then someone falls unemployed. So let's say the guy's holding down the household because his wife is now unemployed. Typically, typically, I won't say typically. I would say in some cases, the man won't complain, right? Because in his mind, he's going to be like, well, I'm the man. I should be the head of the household anyway. So I'm not going to make no fuss about this, that my woman is kind of chilling till she gets back on her feet. But when the woman... <laughs> has to become the head of the household it's it it can be a throwback right because no matter what the situation is it's like maybe this is not what she was raised to believe in she maybe she's one of those old school chicks that believe you know bible wise if a man doesn't work by the sweat of his brow yada 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 or maybe she grew up in a household where her daddy took care of all the bills and mama was, you know, free, footloose, and fancy. Or whatever the case may be. So when the role is reversed, where she has to be the head of the household for a little while, she may be cool with it initially. But then as time goes on, you may feel feel that heat. Like, is he going to get off his ass and go get a job? <laughs> like, so I don't know. I think there's some truth to that. I honestly do. Let me know your thoughts, but I honestly think there's some truth to that. So, okay, this topic here, let's just go ahead and get right into it because you've probably seen it on social media somewhere, right? Okay, you have the weird dude in school, right? Or what some may consider the weird dude, the nerd dude or whatever. He grows up, turns into this fine ass, successful 
man. And I'm going to go ahead and say it, black man, because this is where this is coming from, all right? So we got what's being put out here is people like Donald Glover are saying that black women aren't checking for the weird kids, right? They're, they're not checking for the weird men who grow up and to become these successful, artistic, powerhouse men. They weren't checking for those type of dudes back in school. So the best example I can give you is Urkel, Myra, and Laura, right? Okay, Urkel, smart, nerdy. I don't care what nobody said. I thought Urkel was attractive. You know? Maybe it's just me, but I thought Urkel was attractive. I mean, he was, you know, a little clumsy and shit, but he was attractive. But I'll tell you. I may not be the best person to talk about this with because I I give the weird kid a chance because it's something about it that's appealing to me, right? So I I date the weird guy. <laughs> so I date the nerdy guy. I date the guy that's out of the box. So I may not be the best example, but according to Donald Glover and many black men like him, black women just do not check for the nerdy guy. So you got Laura who was never checking for Urkel, right? But the moment he stepped into that time machine, got a little swag about himself, who was right down his, uh, you know what I'm saying? Laura. But Myra wasn't checking for Stefan. Myra was like, damn, Stefan, give me Urkel. Give me Steve. That's, that's my man. That's who I love. That's who I'm checking for. So, I don't know. I, I'm not going to pretend like I don't know any black women who wouldn't check for the weird guy or the different guy or the out of the box guy or the nerdy guy. I know plenty who would not um, because in their mind, they just don't have that type of swag that they're looking for. But I also know plenty who would. So I think it's kind of unfair to say black women as a whole don't check for these type of men because that's just not true. Um, there's plenty of quirky black women, quirky black men. You know what I'm saying? There's plenty of, oh, comic collector black men and black women. So I think it's unfair to say black women just don't check for that type of, type of dude. But I, what Donald Glover could say was the black woman I encountered were not checking for me. Not to say that there's no black women who would have, but the ones that I just happened to come across just really weren't feeling the kid, right? Okay, so whew, wrap your mind around this one, right? Woman is in a relationship with a man for nine years. Nine years. And I need you to get a magnified glass. If you have one close to you or grab your glasses, right? I need you to find... The tiniest item, <laughs> the tiniest speck of dust <laughs> in your home and imagine it was a diamond on a ring because that is what her man proposed to her with after nine years and the internet's going crazy about it. Like how the hell could you be in a relationship for nine years and allow that man to propose to you with that? So on the flip side... Do, 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 do. <laughs> you have another woman who was in a relationship with her man who at the time could not even afford a ring of any sort. So what they did was they went out and got tattoos on their uh, wedding hand, their, uh, their, their ring finger, the wedding hand, the ring finger. They went and got tattoos and that was good enough for them until 
he decided to buy her a wedding ring. And then a year after, if I'm not mistaken, he upgraded again and got her an even better ring just for sticking it out with him all that time until he could get into a position where he could afford to give her what he felt she deserved. Okay, so for me, I'll say this. I'm not in the business of making anybody feel bad about what they feel they should deserve or what they feel they deserve, right? Um, so if, uh, let's see, Amy over here feels like she's worth a princess cut diamond ring that would make Frozen feel jealous, <laughs> the chicks from Frozen feel jealous, causing blizzards. If that's what she feels that she deserves as an engagement ring, I can't knock her for that because if she has had a vision of what her perfect ring looked like all her life and that's what she wants, she's entitled to want that. But if Tiffany over here is like, damn the ring, right? This is about my man's commitment to me. I don't need a ring. We can go get a little tattoo, $25, $50 tattoo on both of these hands, on both our hands, and this is our forever. I don't need no flashy ass ring for to know my man is committing to me and know that he loves me. I can't knock either of those women, right? Not to say Amy doesn't love her man, but she just feels she deserves that type of ring. That doesn't necessarily make her a gold digger. That just means that's what she feels she deserves. And Tiffany is no less of a woman for accepting less than. So for me, this ring I'm looking at, I'm going to be honest, I don't want that. I'd rather get the tattoo. <laughs> I know my man's going to be listening to y'all, so excuse me. I'd rather get the tattoo, though. Like, fuck out of here. I don't want that. <laughs> fuck out of here. I don't want that little ass ring. Like, I don't want it. Like, I'd rather get the tattoo. I'm I'm Gucci with the tattoo before I put that, that damn uh, speck of dust on my head talk about an engagement ring no i'd rather put that shit on the necklace and wear it around my neck I, like i don't want that but i'm entitled to want, want what i want so if my man was in a position where he couldn't get me the ring that he feels i deserve i'm more than cool with getting the tattoo right that's just me so let's go to the comments and see what some of you feel right so <laughs> Kristen, nine years. I will not wait nine years for anyone. And then for this to be all that he comes up with after nine years, he had nine years to save. I'm going to say I agree with that. I'm going to be real. I've seen some $48 Walmart rings that look bomb as fuck. And if you didn't know any better, you wouldn't know they came from Walmart. So for nine years... And he couldn't save up $48 to get a nice ring from Walmart. He tried it. I'm sorry. He tried it. So let's see. Uh, Lawrence, I always say do what works for you and yours. Everything ain't for everybody. No grown ass adult is committed in a committed relationship should ever give a fuck about what anyone else does outside of that relationship. So I agree, right? You know, what? I, what you drink won't make me piss, right? So, I completely agree with him. Who are we to judge? But 
I know if I had a little ass ring on my finger, I'm going to be judged. I'm just saying. I'm prepared for the jokes. I'm prepared, I'm prepared for it. So, give me my tattoo. You know what I'm saying? Let's not even play with the church's money. Just, just give me my tattoo. So, I want to play a video for you guys, right? Give me a second. I'm going to go ahead and get it loaded up. And I want you guys to tell me what you think about this. Let's see. Everybody um, had a run-in with Morgan Freeman, and we shared it with you the other day on Hot Topics. But since she's here, I would like to share it with you again, and then I want Janet's thoughts. So let's watch together. Now, how you all manage to do that all the time? All of this? No, you got a dress that's halfway between your knee and your hip. <laughs> and you sit down right across from me. You feel like your your grandfather just like, scolded you for wearing Ew. like literally my dress was this same thing here. Yeah, um, and it shouldn't matter. I could have a dress all the way up to here. Doesn't matter. All the way up. And Why still... is he talking to you like that? Did he know the camera was on? <laughs> yes, he knew. He didn't care. I think that that's what show it shows how men in power just believe that they can free range and do whatever they want. Um, and so I think that for me as a young woman who was just trying to do a job as a reporter for Entertainment Tonight, I just wanted to interview him about a movie. And so for America's <sighs> grandfather to really just turn into this really Right? In the voice of God. Yes. The voice of and God. The voice of God. To um, turn into, you know, kind of like the creepy uncle at the barbecue was, so was strange. We only saw that little tiny clip, but mm -hmm. afterwards, like, did he ask you for your number? Did he want to go out with you? Did no. We, they ended up, I was really shocked because I got a call from my former producers at Entertainment Tonight and they just said they were going to air it. And I said, whoa, because I knew that it was unairable because all he did the entire time was look at my legs. And so he wasn't even really? paying attention to anything that I was saying. America's grandfather. All right. All right. So uh, this whole Morgan Freeman thing, right? It's, if it's not one thing, it's another. If it's not Cosby, if it's not this one, you know, it's not one thing, it's another. So now we got Morgan Freeman up to bat, right? So I watched this clip not once, not t twice, but three times. And each time I watched the clip, I felt like he was not trying to be perverted. Uh, perverted, excuse me, or I felt like he was simply saying, young lady, you're doing an interview, right? And you're sitting across from me as a man, right? You're a, long, you're a young lady, I'm a man, and you couldn't find anything better suited for this interview. You're sitting directly across from me. So I don't know, like, if she had a legs gapped open, you know what I'm saying? But it sounded like to me, like, yeah, like a grandfather saying, go put some fucking clothes on. It didn't sound to me like he was hitting on her or anything of the sort. He was just letting her know that he didn't feel she was properly dressed for an interview. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like sometimes... With the Me Too movement and things like that, that it kind of becomes like a low-key witch hunt. Um, now, maybe Morgan has done something outside of this video clip that I'm not aware of. But in this clip, I really feel as though he was simply telling her, go put on some fucking clothes. And in my opinion, I mean... <sighs> Because you got, you know, Amber Rose, Slup Shane Walk, you got Me Too movement. Do I feel like women should be able to wear, you know, whatever and not be harassed? Absolutely. But do I think there's anything wrong with a man saying, 
hey, I just don't think this is inappropriate. No. He didn't touch her. He, you know, he didn't demean her. He didn't, you know, attack her. He just said, you're in an interview. You're sitting across from me. Maybe you should have better attire. I honestly just don't see anything wrong with that. I'm, even she said herself, I feel like America's grandfather scolded me, you know, because he did. Close your fucking legs or something. You know, I don't know what the situation was, but whatever. I couldn't see on the video. I have it up. If you go on Facebook, Topic Tuesday, that's the page. Look it up. You can watch the video for yourself. You really can't see below you know her waist or anything so you can't see what her what her positioning was for him to say that so I'm gonna go ahead and just say I don't feel like this is some type of me too movement or he's perverted I felt like he just honestly didn't feel what she had on for that inner for that interview and maybe how she was sitting was appropriate and I can't necessarily be mad at him for that. You know what I mean? That that is his opinion, opinion which he did have the right to voice. Um so moving on. This situation is is crazy, right? Okay, so I'm just going to read it. It has a few typos in it, so forgive me as I kind of stumble through it, but I do want to read it so you can at least get the gist of what happened. So the young, the young woman writes, hello, I am pissed right now. I have been in a long distance relationship for eight months with the guy I met in your 40 and up group. The man has swooped me over and made me fall in love. I've never met him in person, but we chat. We video chat all the time. There's not one time I called him and he didn't answer for four months into our relationship, we started planning for me to move to his state and live with him. So two weeks ago, I forfeited my lease, sold everything in my home, and loaded my two sons up and moved to Atlanta to be with him. He seemed so excited. We uh, told you guys, there's some, some typos here. We talked for two hours preparing for my arrival. I believe that's what she was trying to say. It's a two-day drive from Cali. Well, I called him Tuesday to let him know I'll be in Atlanta and to get the address. I GPS the address and when I got to his house, it was abandoned and the house was boarded up and condemned. I tried calling him thinking I may have typed the address in wrong and now his phone is disconnected. I have not heard from him in three days and he blocked me from Facebook. I've been living in a hotel and do not have enough money to make it back home. Once I do get home, I have nowhere to go. I hate that I have my kids caught up in this and I don't know how to explain this to them. I feel like such a loser. Why are people so cruel? I would never do anyone like this. Okay. <sighs> the typos alone let me know that you just just wasn't thinking worth shit, right? But that aside, um, let's just walk through this, right? You meet a man online. You've been talking to him for four months. Before, before you even have conversations of living together, why aren't you having conversations of let's meet in person? Hey, I live in Cali. Would you like to fly here? As a woman, I'm suggesting that you, if you ever meet a man, 
have him come to a territory where you feel most comfortable that you know your surroundings well meet in a public place like be careful this shit is not a game don't get me wrong i my man and i met online in a facebook group or whatever and it turned out good for us but that that is not how the shit typically plays out and even with then he'll tell anybody i was not one to be fucked up with i was to the nine about my shit because i'm i'm no games you know what i'm saying so have if you're gonna do something like this have this man come to where you are don't don't you put out any fucking money if he cares about you that much if he wants to see you so damn bad he'll get off his ass and he'll come to you wherever you are even if he has to travel to four corners of the world to find your ass, he will if he really wants to be with you. You wouldn't have to do anything. So strike number one, he should have been coming to you for the first visit, right? Before even discussing moving, okay? You have two children, dummy. Before even discussing moving, you should have been in his city to see how he see he's living Several times, okay, before even living to moving or relocating was even an option in your mind. You should know everything about him. You should know where he works. You should know. I don't, you don't need to know what time he takes his damn lunch breaks, the route he travels home. Like, you need to know this type of shit before you uproot you and your children to go to a land far away that you don't know shit about. How was this man able? To make you feel comfortable enough never meeting him in person to to give up your lease, uh, forfeit your home, and just up and move to a land far away to a man that you've never seen in person. Fuck a FaceTime. You've never seen this man in person. How the fuck did this happen? How stupid can you be? And now you have these children looking at you like you the dummy of the fucking year because you have them hugged up in some hotel room, okay? They're they're not in school. You don't know what the fuck the next step is. You have no money. You have no job. You're stuck in the middle of nowhere, right? And the last little bit of money you've used, you had to use on a hotel. And I'm guessing for you to sound as pathetic as you do in this letter, that you don't have any family that can come rescue you. And if you do have family, you too ashamed to pick up the phone and fucking call to tell them how dumb your ass really is. So for me, you get absolutely no sympathy for this dumbass move. Your children get sympathy, but you do not. This is crazy. Like, how does this even happen? So let's go ahead and go to the comments because I can't. All right. So first of all, she's dumb. Misha writes. Eight months and you haven't flown to his state. Also, you have kids. You can't make foolish ass moves like this with kids. I absolutely agree. Um, Let's see. Corey, she must be over 40. She too old to make mistakes like this. This can't be real. I have to agree. Jerrica, this shit must be fake. It is not. This, was a, this is a real situation. Uh, Paige, who in their right mind is moving across the country to live with a stranger you converse with over the phone for a few months? Like, this is crazy. Brianna, take me to the king. Uh, yes, take me to the king, get him to snatch the wheel and drive it all the way back home. This is a mess. An absolute mess. Um, 
Deneen, there's a lot of problems with this story. The biggest issue I have is she moves her kids to another state to live with a man she never met. He could have been the killer, a, mol a molester. He could have been anything. I agree. This is crazy. So, you guys flooded this one with comments. Like, I can't read all of these. But all of you are absolutely right. This is absolutely insane. She is out of her fucking mind. Like, I just don't understand where, where does your mind have to be to make a foolish ass decision like this. This is just honestly beyond me. I don't know what to tell you guys. This is definitely crazy. But I will tell you, you guys never cease to amaze me with the type of topics you submit. I can, I encourage you, keep sending me these crazy ass topics. I Like I say every show, it may be mind blowing to us, but this shit is really going on somewhere in the world. Until next time, until next Tuesday, which will be here in the blink of an eye. You guys enjoy your evening and thanks for hanging with me on Topic Tuesday. Some bad